Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Wait to call today. Nobody pray for me. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this yeah, is yeah. Out of Bounds with Wes Moore and Joe Franklin on 1037 The Buzz. Razorbacks trying to get that ball to the middle of the floor. Battle. Three-pointer left side. Good. About 25 feet for Caleb Battle. 29 for Battle. 56-52. 9.38 to go. Left side, Devo with seven minutes to go. Battle out front. It goes on a three, and they fouled him. Battle with a chance for a four-point play. The Hogs are up by 10. Ellis into the front court. Less than five to play now. 4.55 and counting. Battle drives. Gets it to fall. A lay-in for Battle. It's 69-59. 40 points for Caleb Battle. I mean, that's about as as great an offensive performance as, as a player could have. Because when you look at the efficiency of only 15 field goals and to get 42 points, I mean, that's insane and you know he's done a great job all year of drawing free throws 14 of 14 from the foul line the six defensive rebounds that's probably as good a night as he's had from a defensive rebounding standpoint and then you know the theme coming into the game was we had to get a shot on goal we couldn't have live ball turnovers and he did a great job I mean he played 37 minutes and 34 seconds and didn't have a turnover while he scored 42 points. What a just fantastic performance by Caleb Battle. 42 points in the victory over Missouri and just now the SEC names. Caleb Battle the SEC Player of the Week. He should be. And that's the only the only the second 40 plus point performance of the season in the SEC by a player. And of course the other one came as Wade Taylor the fourth against Arkansas. He has now got the second most points by Razorback in an SEC game. Only Todd Day, who had one point more than him uh, way back when. But that was was a performance for literally the history books. He'll go down in history as one of the top scoring games in SEC play. And he was so much fun to watch. We were at walk-ons watching the game. And and Joe, a couple times he when he shot it and it just goes in. You just you, you just raise your hands like oh oh my goodness you know what what is going on here? This is just absolutely incredible. He could not miss there for a while. He even took a heat check three one time. That was the first one we played, and he takes. It. I'm like uh, I don't know about that. Oh okay, good shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it even got to the point on the broadcast where he got in that range where you start talking about the all time scoring record at Arkansas. And that was mentioned, Rodney Clark with 51. So he was close enough where there was a point in the game if they would have just kept getting the ball to him, he could have he challenged that for sure. I thought he was going to end up with more because I was thinking at the end of the game they would start fouling intentionally, you know, and, and drawing this thing out. And uh, they didn't do that too many times. And when they did, they didn't foul, foul battle. Probably didn't want to since he was <clears throat> perfect from the free throw line. Uh, and then there was one other play, and I thought this showed a lot about Caleb Battle and maybe the team in general. It's a two-on-one fast break. Battle has it on the left wing driving in very easily. Just could have taken it to the basket, maybe drawn the foul, maybe make it and the foul. Who knows? But he made the right play and gave it up to Devo for the layup. And I'm like, you know, he this is already he already had 30-something points at the time, and, you know, he's feeling it. And it, you're a competitor, you're a scorer. You're like, here's two more. I got two more right here. No. He gave it up, made the right play for an easy layup. And I, I just thought that said a lot about that man, young man because uh, a lot of times you wouldn't see that player giving it up and he would take it strong to the basket <laughs> and get his. Yeah, when the right play is there and the easy bucket is there, you always want to take that easy play. But, uh, yeah, it, it just is about playing the game the right way and especially when everything is going right in the flow of the game – you want to keep that going. You don't want to do anything that's going to break that flow. Well, they took care of business. They did what they were supposed to do. I thought it was kind of strange how the, this game played out compared to the last game against Missouri. Remember, they went up to Missouri uh, earlier this season, and they were blowing them out, up 19 at the half. 
that tied a record for Arkansas, the largest halftime lead on in a SEC road game. I think it was maybe the second biggest uh, margin of, of 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 a lead at the half. In the second half, I, I think they were up 17 at the 10 minute mark, and then Missouri made a little bit of a run and made it halfway interesting. And I think Arkansas ended up winning by eight. This time, first half, it was Nick, you know, just back and forth, back and forth. I, I called it a pillow fight. I don't know if it was because of early morning. It just didn't seem like it was a feeling out process. I know you're a big uh, boxer guy, you know, and you heavyweight fight, you know, first couple rounds, they're just kind of feeling each other out, measuring each other up. It's kind of what the first half felt like. And then all of a sudden, second half, Arkansas turned it on. I think they scored 52 points in the second half and just just took control of the game and ran away with it. It was just a tale of two halves once again, but in Columbia it was the first half and in Fayetteville it was the second half. It, it, the first half, uh, the way it was kind of viewed was they couldn't shake Missouri just because Missouri was putting up such a fight at the time, and uh, they had to finally get a hold of Sean East. Now, he scored over 30, and he was the guy that Missouri wanted the ball in his hands at all times, and Arkansas had to try to take that away. They didn't necessarily take it away, but they were able to do a good enough job on the other players to limit what Missouri was able to do. Now, there was a time in the first half and uh, maybe getting into a bit of the second half where Missouri, we talk about them not really being big in the front court. They actually are big in the front court. They just don't play effectively. But it seemed like in this game, their bigs were playing more effectively and they were kind of riding that wave of playing the bigs and trying to go that route. We even saw Connor Vanover play some minutes. Uh, probably more minutes than than he plays, um, for the most part, you know, in game to game. I think Missouri did everything possible to take away the paint. Because you remember the first time, Arkansas had 53-point paints in Columbia. That's unheard of. And there was an emphasis on uh, just protecting the paint for Missouri. And they were they were backing off. They were playing good help defense. They were just preventing Arkansas, trying to prevent Arkansas from driving into the lane. Uh, Mikhail Mitchell, you know, Makai Mitchell, that's one. <laughs> Makai Mitchell killed him, had a double-double uh, up in Columbia. They did everything just to muck it up when he had the ball surrounding him, just not giving him any easy looks. And so what was open? The, the three. And Arkansas, I thought, was smart with the, the shots that they took. There were a lot of threes. The three was open the whole night and because of the way Missouri was protecting the paint. And Arkansas chose the right time to shoot the three and took good threes and made those threes. In the second half, Arkansas shot 50% from the three-point line. They shot 90% from the free throw line and 52% from the floor. That's how you score 52 points and a half when you shoot the ball like that. And almost half the shots were threes. So it was about making the right pass, making the right plays, and taking advantage of what the defense is giving you. And if they are giving you that open look, it's up to the team to knock down those open shots. And and they did that where they shot more threes in this game. It's probably around their average, but they, they made more than they're usually making. Yeah, they well, they end up taking 25. 25. That's too many for Arkansas typically. Uh, but they made 10 of 25. And it may... I never did look, but I said on the Guatney Chevrolet, Guatney Buick GMC postgame show, this you can probably count on one hand the number of times Arkansas had double-digit threes made in a game. And for them to make 10, that's, that's a good shooting night for Arkansas. Actually, that's a very good shooting night for Arkansas to go 10 of 25. And so it was a probably the right formula for Missouri to pull off the upset. It just didn't happen because Arkansas made their threes on this particular night or this particular afternoon. They were also able to limit what Missouri was doing from the three-point line because typically they are a good three-point shooting team. Nick Honor was the one that hit the majority of their threes. They had problems with him at times, but once again, the other players, they didn't do much from three-point line. They really didn't even shoot it much outside of uh, Nick Honor. Mm-mm. And a couple of those came, I know at least two of the four he made came off of an offensive rebound. And I think both times he shot it, they got the rebound, threw it back to him, and he shot it again, and this time made the three. 
he he's one of those guys. I don't know what it is about him. I don't like Nick Honor. He just gets under my skin. There's just something about him, something about his game. He just irritates me. And maybe it's just because he's good. You know, he's a, he he makes he gets the most out of his ability, and he's always there. He's just a thorn in the side, and I guess that's why I don't like him because he's a thorn in the side. Nice player, but. Yeah, he was four of ten from the three point line. He with, kept finding those open spaces too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's he's got to because he's not as tall. He's not a tall guard, and so he has to find that place to get that shot off. And he he just he does. He finds an open spot, and sometimes it's on a crazy play like an offensive rebound where everybody's running around and scattered, and, and he, he gets his open look there. Uh, but Missouri uh, was look they they were Missouri. They're not good. So I'm not going to get overly excited about winning the game. They're not a good team. That's why they haven't won this year. Yeah, let that sink in. They haven't won this year. And they're still looking for their first SEC win. And they're not very good defensively. That's why Arkansas was able to score 80-something points. But once again, I think more than anything, if you watch the game with your eye, the eye test, this team is playing better. There's, There's no debating that. They are playing better. They're moving the ball in offense. They're getting better shots. They're working the ball inside. They, and defensively, they're improving. They're not there yet defensively. Hey, like, what did I say? Missouri's not a good team, but they scored 73 points. That's too many. You know, for a good defensive team, you, you've got to hold Missouri in the 60s. So they're getting closer, but they're not there yet. Also, you have, uh, when you spin it forward, looking towards the next game that Arkansas should win, a uh, home game against Vandy, but Vandy is a little better than what you have with Missouri. And so now you have to line that up, and team has to put this one behind them. They put away Missouri. They beat them twice during the season. Now you have to look forward to Vandy, and that comes up quickly again tomorrow where you're talking about three days in between these games, just like going back to last week where it was a quick turnaround. Yeah, I, I like the quick turnaround for a Tuesday, especially when you're home on a Saturday. That's good for Arkansas, and uh, Coach Musselman said it after the game that his wife and daughter were out of town, and so he was going to go home and start watching the Vanderbilt-Florida game. He said, there are no distractions for me. I'm going to get to work, and I'm going to start scouting Vanderbilt. So they'll be ready. They'll hit it today hard, practicing for Vanderbilt, have a walkthrough tomorrow, and then they'll go tomorrow night, the late game, 8 o'clock, the Guatney Chevrolet, Guatney, Buick, GMC postgame show should start probably around 1045. (laughs) We'll be shutting down walk-ons again. We've had a lot of 8 o'clock games this year, which is fine with me. It makes my life a little easier with, you know, doing TV. I can do the uh, TV show and then leave and go to walk-ons and be there for the postgame show. But it does uh, create for a a long night. And uh, if we have another one of those games, Saturday was a long game, two hours and 20 minutes. A lot of fouls called, a lot of free throw shot. Let's add it up right here. Arkansas shot 34 free throws. Missouri shot 30. That is 64 free throws. That is back-to-back, just long games. The uh, A&M game earlier in the week was 2 hours and 28 minutes, did we say? 2.38. 2.38. And then this one, 2.20. College basketball is not supposed to be that way. College basketball is supposed to be a two-hour game. The, that they have it slotted like that for TV purposes, but Mm-mm. it has it has come to the day where, and they don't like do it in fifteen minute increments. They like it to be either two hours or two thirty, and you don't want to make it two thirty because that is too long. Where you're gonna have to have an extended post game attached to it going into the next game, but it, it needs to be. You need to put that extra fifteen minutes on it at least to be able to cover the TV window. They just don't like doing it like that. Especially SEC games. I would love for someone to look up the average length of an SEC game compared to like a Big 12 game. Josh and I were uh, doing the postgame show, and he pulled up the Houston-Baylor game, and we were just laughing at the just total opposite way the game was being called. Arkansas-Missouri, if you touch somebody, they were going to call a foul, and you were going to the free throw line. Joe, Houston Baylor, I saw a guy go up for a layup, and his offhand, his left hand, was he, he was kind of protecting the ball, and the guy went to block a shot and hit his left hand, knocked him off balance, and knocked him to the floor. Basket was good, no foul called. I mean, contact that knocked him to the ground. Solid contact. They're bumping. 
I mean, they're garden guys. They're they're hitting each other. No whistles which, whatsoever. Which way would you prefer? Would you prefer a more physical play game? Play ball. Yeah. Play ball. No, none of this. I, I hate the touch foul. It, and we've seen it the last couple of games where a guy for both teams will just look at the ref like, what did I do? And it was it literally like may have been a touch. And sometimes they anticipate fouls. And there's not a foul there, but That's they blow the, the whistle and it's too late. Yeah. It it just I I I'm not a fan of the, the SEC way of calling games. I think they call it way too close. I'd rather let them play ball, get after it, be physical. Uh, but there's an argument for it, and uh, the theories out there that that's one of the reasons the Big 12 struggles in the postseason because they start calling it a little tighter, and they're used to getting away with all these you know rough play, physical play. All of a sudden, it gets called. And you get guys in foul trouble, and they're sitting on the bench. They're fouling out. Fouls are racking up. Teams are going to the free throw line. Whereas in the SEC, they're kind of used to that, and they start having postseason success because they've been playing that way the whole time. And in the case like Arkansas and Musselman, he said it time and time again, he wants his team to go to the free throw line. He wants his team to be a top 10 free throws attempted team in the country. And once again, Arkansas is. That's their style of basketball. They want to drive to the basket, get fouled, go to the free throw line. It works in the postseason. That's probably one of the reasons why they've had some success in the postseason. SEC's ready for it when it happens. So maybe, you know, that I'm saying that. It's working for the SEC. <laughs> but that doesn't mean I have to like it in, in, in that brand of basketball that I'm watching. I wonder if it's a uh, change across the board when you get into the S- the NCAA tournament. You have your conference tournaments, but then you have the NCAA tournament. If it's across the board, or is it more about the crew that you get? If yeah. you get an SEC crew, now you're going to have those quick fouls. But if you get a Big 12 crew in the NCAA tournament, yeah. maybe they continue to call it the, the way that they've always called it. Or is it across the board where they have a meeting going into the NCAA tournament and say, this is what we want to focus on, this is how we want to go about calling games? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know if, let's say, a Big 12 crew who's used to calling it one way, they get in the tournament and they tell them, hey, guys, we're going to have to, you know, you're going to, we're going to call this tight tonight. Yeah, but in the bottom line, though, as far as TV games, none of these games are ever going to be two hours. They're never going to fit into that two-hour window, and that's how it's lined up. So you're always in a situation where the next game coming up, it's going to be a later tip than what it was originally scheduled to be, and now you have to follow where that game is coming on because they're going to put it somewhere else, even though they may have pushed it back 10 minutes or so. I can't remember who the game was after Arkansas, but I felt sorry for their fans. I mean, because they kept giving these updates and telling the score, and I'm like, can you imagine? I mean, there's going to be like 11 minutes left in the first half when you finally get to go to your game because this Arkansas game is taking so long. There was a situation like that with Arkansas a while back when they were playing Florida on the road, and it took a while for the game to end in front of it. And uh, then once the game came on, you saw that Arkansas was already deep in a hole, and they were behind. Uh, Makai Mitchell had another good game. Not quite as good as he's been having, but uh, he was very solid. Uh, Tremont Mark came on. He's, he had uh, five points there at the end to get into dub, double digits. Uh, just a, a good effort from Arkansas. And, and one of the things that I circled on my notepad from Sunday or from Saturday was five total turnovers. Five turnovers for the entire game. They had two in the first half, three in the second half. You're going to win a lot of games with that when, when you don't turn the ball over and think about how much they passed it to only have five turnovers that says a lot they had 16 assists on 25 baskets that's a great ratio they were sharing the basketball they were getting movement and yet they weren't turning it over that's once again they were playing Missouri's defense (laughs) but that's a good sign right there when you only have five turnovers and all that passing and all the uh, the assists but um Caleb Battle, definitely the story. Now your SEC Player of the Week just announced. They didn't need much more outside of him when talking about Tremont Mark and Makai Mitchell having Mm -hmm. solid games. That's all they needed. When you have a guy that is feeling it like Caleb Battle was, you don't need a lot more to go with it. You need somebody to contribute, but you keep getting that guy the ball and and letting him create, letting him him work. That's a great point. The team recognized and realized that he was hot. And they did a great job of getting him the ball. 
and they sacrifice shots. Uh, the two guys we just mentioned, Mark and Mitchell, combined for 15 shots. On a, uh, any other night, they both might have 15 shots. But instead, they were getting the ball to battle. And battle took 15 shots. But he also went to the free throw line 14 times. So that's seven other attempts that uh, don't count because he was fouled on that attempt. They gave up the ball. That's unselfish. And that's a mark of a team of a true team, good chemistry, that they realize. Because we've all seen an NBA game or a college game where somebody's got the hot hand, and all of a sudden somebody else shoots it. You're like, what are you doing? you got a guy over here who's on fire. Get him the ball. Let him go to work. And there were a couple of times I noticed battle. He had the ball, and I was like, all right, he's about to go score here. And he gave it up. I was like, huh, he's got the hot hand. They got it back to him in that possession. He got a better shot, made the shot. And that, right there, is, you hear coaches talk about don't be afraid to give it up because you'll get it back and it'll be a better shot. That's what that's what they got on Saturday. You have to recognize within the game how, how the game is going and then adjust from there. And they made the right adjustments. They made great adjustments throughout the game. We'll talk more Razorback basketball the next hour. L. Ellis will join us. He had a nice game. Very efficient. He's running the team, playing the true point guard. We'll get his thoughts on Caleb Battle in uh, two in a row. Coming up next, though, we'll switch gears and talk about the Diamond Hogs. Kendall Diggs will join us. Not a great hitting weekend. Definitely it was all about the pitching this weekend in Arlington, but Kendall had a nice weekend. We'll get him on next. Thanks to Stephen Elmore, Shelter Insurance. Stick around. Just getting started. This is Out of Bounds. Now you can watch all your favorite Buzz shows streaming live on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. 1037 The Buzz, your multimedia fun and game station. Sports Center. It was a good weekend for college basketball in the natural state. We'll start in Fayetteville, where Arkansas beat Missouri 88 to 73 behind an offensive explosion from Caleb Battle, who had 42 points on 11 of 15 from the field and 6 of 10 from three. Next up, Arkansas will take on Vanderbilt tomorrow. Woodrock continued their winning ways, beating Lindenwood 82 to 73. They were led by Mikael Mitchell, who had 21 points, 14 rebounds, and three blocks. Woodrock will face Tennessee State on Thursday. That game will be on ESPNU. Arkansas State also won, beating South Alabama. 95-78. Darian Ford led the way for the Red Wolves, recording 23 points and 6 rebounds. They'll take on Coastal Carolina on Wednesday. And Pine Bluff will host Texas Southern tonight. The Golden Lions are coming off a 72-59 win versus Prairie View on Saturday. Tip for tonight's game is at 7.30. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Our care clinics are your hometown source for primary medical care. Our doctors, nurses, and counselors can help patients of all ages with anything from common colds and immunizations to depression, anxiety, and chronic diseases. Our network includes both mail order and local pharmacies to fulfill your prescriptions. If you don't have insurance, it's okay. We can help with that too. And no one is turned away. With more than 65 locations in Arkansas, there's a good chance we're in your hometown. Look us up at ourcare.net. Listen for Oakwan's Nancy Holtis on The Zone, presented by Crave Barbecue and Specialty Dogs. Bryant's new sports mecca in Saline County. Crave carries all the sporting events on their flat screens, axe throwing, and 30 beers and mixed drinks on their beer wall. Award-winning barbecue and specialty dogs. Plus, get lunch for under 10 bucks. Crave Barbecue and Specialty Dogs in Bryant. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota compact tractors. Rated number one in durability and owner experience. Designed for easy operation and feature performance matched attachments. Right now at participating dealers, get a Kubota compact tractor for zero down. Zero APR for up to 84 months, plus save up to $300 on select equipment. Stop by River Valley Tractor or go to KubotaUSA.com forward slash disclaimers for full disclaimer. Arkansas golf legend John Daly joins the mayhem each week brought to you by Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today, and by Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, family-owned and operated diesel and truck repair you can trust. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. When tensions were high between the Soviets and the Americans, communist leader Nikita Khrushchev did something pretty awesome. He gave President John F. Kennedy and his family a dog. The dog's name was Pushinka, 
whose parents Pushok and Strelka were Russian space dogs. Pushinka quickly became part of the Kennedy family, and Khrushchev clucked, We have one of our Russian operatives in the White House. But like all good dogs, Pushinka was more interested in treats than intel. Doublebees has the treats you love and great deals on all kinds of munchables. My go-to is a 44-ounce Pepsi Zero with a splash of vanilla or a Coke Zero with just a hint of cherry. Delicious, refreshing, Doublebees. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Doublebees. Old Man Winter here. One more snowstorm. Not a chance, Mr. Winter. It's spring. It's also time for the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all our award-winning Hyundai models, all backed by America's best warranty. Hurry in. These deals won't last at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end February 29th. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Political strategist and host of the Sunday Buzz, Bill Vickery, gets in the mix with the guys on Morning Mayhem, brought to you by Sauce Bar and Oven. Online at SauceLR.com and by the Butcher Shop Steakhouse, home of the best steak and prime rib in all of Little Rock. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at HogsMeatMarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Out of Bounds with Joe Franklin and Wes Moore on 1037 The Buzz. Weekend Recap, brought to you by Fleet Management Services, serving Central Arkansas for over 20 years. They're your small to mid-sized specialist. When you need someone to service your fleet and get your employees back on the road quick, call 501-375-3672. What a weekend it was. Great weekend for the Razorbacks, baseball, basketball, track and field, gymnastics. Little Rock Trojans keep on rolling. And they had two uh, big, well, one Thursday and another one on Saturday. Little Rock Trojans now, Joe, control their own fate. If they win out Thursday and Saturday at home, they will tie, at the worst, tie for the OVC championship, be co-champions. But they will be the number one seed in the conference tournament. They have the tiebreaker on the other two teams. If the other two teams, Moorhead State and Tennessee Martin, win out, and they'll be favored to win out, like Little Rock should be favored to be, win out, They'll be the number one seed and get the double bye, meaning the Trojans have to win two games in the conference tournament to get to the NCAA tournament. It's a great position to be in. This is what they've been playing for, and they've been playing great recently to put themselves in this position to uh, to go on and do some great things. So we talked about that a little while ago, too. Did they have a chance to get to the top of the conference? Yeah. Now they're they're there. They are in position. I didn't think they did. And Moorhead State just fell apart and lost three straight games. They had a nice lead, but look, college basketball, you know, anything can happen, and that's what happened. And now they have a chance to, to be the number one seed and co-champs. A-State wins Saturday at home against South Alabama. They're in that coveted number four spot right now. Top four spots get a uh, get a bye in the tournament and makes it a little easier in the Sun Belt tournament. So they, they have to go out on the road these last two games, two tough games, but Hopefully the Red Wolves can hold on and have a uh, good goodbye, a uh, good chance in their conference tournament, too. Let's talk a little baseball. Got Kendall Diggs with us. Excited to get Kendall back on, thanks to Stephen Elmore, Shelter Insurance. Kendall, welcome into the zone. How are you? I'm doing well, man. How are you guys doing? Welcome into Out of Bounds. Uh, I'm doing good, man. I am. Uh, I, uh, I feel good about the weekend. How do you feel about you know going two wins, one loss? Good, man. Good. You know, it was a blast getting down there again. Uh, you know, playing in Global Life, especially, you know, we opened up there last year. Uh, something, you know, as a team we all look forward to. And I know a lot of the guys that are new to the program, <clears throat> excuse me, we're also, you know, very pumped to get down there. And, uh, yeah, you know, 2-1 and one on the weekend, I think that, um, you know, it's always a positive. Two wins. Uh, we played three great teams. So uh, it was really good to get down there. And, uh, you know, we had, we had some of our... <clears throat> pitchers uh individually and as staff you know make some history which was unbelievable to be a part of and um you know it was it was just all around a really good experience and i think uh there's a lot of things we can take away from the weekend take us into breaking down that first game against oregon state and as you mentioned some history there hagan smith he had a night 
Yes, he did. Yes, sir. I'm actually uh, in the parking lot at the field right now in my car, and Hayden just walked by and just gave him a wave. But, uh, no, that 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 guy's unbelievable. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say this. I'm just – I'm happy he's on our team, that's for sure. Uh, he, he uh, you know, a lot of people – you know, there's talking about him, you know, his first outing, stuff like that. And I know everyone in our building was like, hey, like, never a second thought about it. He wasn't going to go out there, you know, this past Friday night and, uh, you know, shove it. That's what he does. Um, he is the best pitcher I've seen, played with, um, you know, the way he carries himself, everything off the field, work ethic. So, uh, you know, it, it wasn't surprising at all. Um, what he did was just amazing. Just amazing. Couldn't have asked for any more. Did you get bored out in right field? When he was pitching, <laughs> yeah, it's funny you say that. I actually told that, uh, told him that uh, after the sixth inning. I was like, "Man, dude, I was just sitting out there, you know, kind of just watching the show. That's what it felt like. Uh, maybe, maybe backing up some bags here and there, trying to keep the legs moving. But uh, yeah, there wasn't wasn't much going on when he was out there. How was that going through each and every game? All, all those games were close. It came down to the end where they were all within one run, and you're talking about three close games. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It was, you know, especially in that sort of environment, you know, it felt like a, a kind of a postseason vibe. And, uh, you know, in those type of games, you know, this this being my third year in the league, that it feels like a league play. That's usually how it goes. You know, they are really, really good baseball games. There's lots of those 2-1, 3-2, those type of games. So, uh, you know, I think we did a really good job, you know, handling adversity. adversity. Um, you know, just talking with, you know, whether it's younger guys in the lineup. And, you know, a lot of the older guys, they've been a part of college baseball too, so they get it. But, uh you know, there's no reason to press in those type of moments. Um, you know, it's still the same game that we've been playing. And, uh, you know, we didn't string together a whole lot of, you know, timely hits. Uh, maybe you kick the ball around a little bit, but, you know, it's early. So, uh, I think, you know, all those things will fall into place. Uh, we have an amazing group of guys. I want to w- want a different group of guys no matter what. So, I'm just really excited, to, uh, you know, to build on this weekend. And uh, I think the, I think the future is bright. Over the weekend, you went, had it up four for 12, scored a couple of runs, knocked in a couple of runs. How did you feel like you you were at the plate? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I think I did all right. Um, you know, I, there's always, you know, I, I've always been that way. You know, I think I could have done better. But, um, no, I mean, I, I was I was happy with the way I battled. Um, taking away, you know, there's some at-bats, some pitches, you know, maybe you took, some maybe you swung at. uh you know, that you wish you could fix. But, uh, you know, that's the beauty of baseball. Um, I think we got 56 regular season games, so we're rolling out there almost every day. And uh, every day is a new day. So, you know, like today, you know, we're in here uh, working out, going to go swinging a little bit, and then we play Grambling tomorrow. So uh, maybe watch some video, uh, just reflect on, you know, the at-bats over the weekend, that type of stuff. But I was really uh, personally happy just with how I thought over the weekend myself. I felt like I was never uh, an easy out, and that's something I take pride in. Um, you know, you're not always going to get a hit, but I don't want it to come easy. Uh, whether it's, you know, battling, making it a 10-plus pitch at bat, or it's, you know, bearing a ball right at someone. Uh, in this game, you got to take all the wins you can get and uh, keep a positive mindset with that. So, uh, you know, and it's early. Like I said, you know, there's guys that aren't, you know, pleased with the way they've been performing at all. But, uh, you know, just talk with them. It's like, man, we you know we're, what, six, seven games of the year. There's no reason to press. You know, you're everyone you know we're here for a reason uh we can take a deep breath and we're gonna you know really really uh get things going these next couple weeks before uh conference play kendall game two against oklahoma state you go 14 innings so take us into kind of what was going on during that game and and especially late in the game where you go 14 mm-hmm. innings and then you're able to come back on sunday and play once again after playing an extended game on saturday yeah uh yeah, that game was that game was wild. It really was. Um, I mean, our staff, especially that day. I mean, obviously, we know what Hagen did Friday. I mean, all throughout the weekend, it was unbelievable what our pitching staff did for us. Um, you know, they 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 did their job, and our offense um, definitely didn't perform to what we're capable of. But um, uh, you know, that, that's okay. It's all right. You know, it's early. There's no reason. You know, we got it. We all know we have it. Uh, and it's it's going to piece itself together as long as you know we keep working. But. Uh, that game on Saturday was wild. You know, I felt like um, we we just our timely we weren't we weren't getting any timely hits. You know, and that's that's something you know we've been talking about is hitting with runners scoring position and whether it's or getting a, getting a runner over, just doing your job. And uh, you know that that it's baseball. You know, it's not always going to go perfect, but um, something that we were extremely proud of too is you know like 
it, it, it's never a question on, you know, the effort or our work ethic before the game or before battling. You know, it's, uh, you know, that you're always going to get that. We're in a control, we can control, and that's the effort and attitude, and it's not always going to go your way. But, I mean, the freshmen that came in and the way they performed was unbelievable. I mean, Gabe Jackal, Colin Fisher. Uh, yeah, we rolled Jake Faraday out there again. Uh, he's unbelievable, one of my best friends. Um, and I know he wasn't extremely pleased with how he did, but I think he did fine. You know, he ended up walking one or two, uh, still got the strikeout. The stuff was unbelievable. Um, you know, that's not easy to do after, you know, he came in the night four and he's doing it again the very next day. But, uh, you know, I think, I think our staff as a whole did an amazing job. I think our offense, as far as timely hitting and hitting with those runners and scoring position will come around. And, uh, you, it was, it was a tough one to swallow, uh, with the way it ended. But, um, you know, we, short meeting after the game everyone understood um it's tough but yeah we got to we got to get up and play michigan uh, another really good program uh at 1 p.m the next day so you know it's kind of like you know scratch it let's move on and uh we the next game was also another dog fight you know we ended up winning four to three it got a little little close there at the end but uh you know there's we trust the, we trust each other with everything we got and uh you know we pulled it out so uh, you know going two and one on the weekend that's positive you know a win's a win. Uh, not everything's going to go perfect. It's very early in the year. We got some things we need to work out, but uh, I'm very, very confident that uh, we will. So Saturday night, we had an event, and uh, we went, and we thought, well, as soon as this is over, let's go over to Sauce. Uh, and I called over there, and they had the game on Flow TV, and I was like, yeah, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll be able to go watch the last couple of innings and have a drink there. <laughs> Next thing I know, we're shutting the place down in the 14th <laughs> inning. Almost got to watch a whole another game going 14 innings. It was, it, oh, it was yeah, crazy, yeah. just on and on and on. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a lot, but that's for sure, but... Uh, no, you know, it was um, it was really cool. I think, you know, that's, that's the beauty of it. It was, you know, we got to get Gabe Gackle out there in a really tight situation. Uh, we already know Fish, Fish is going to go out there and do his thing no matter what. But, uh, you know, Gabe to go out there and show, I mean, Gabe's got, like, real, real stuff. That kid is unbelievable, you know, works his tail off. Um, but for him to go out there, you know, and, and he executed what he has, you know, a lot of guys, you know, in in, in this, uh, this sport, uh, you know, when they get the calls, a lot of guys have the stuff, but they've never, you know, gotten, you know, the experience, you know, could handle it in a situation like that. And Gabe went out there, and it was no question. I knew he would, just knowing him personally. Uh, but he went out there, you know, and he showed, like, he's got it. And he wasn't, he, he was on there, he's like, here it is, good luck. And, you know, they, they didn't they didn't do nothing on him because he's extremely talented. But I, I think that's huge for him just to get that experience in a tight, you know, game like that against a team like Oklahoma State this early in the year was huge for us and for him. And, uh, you know, we can just keep building on, on that. But, uh, yeah, um, it, it, was, it was a long one, but it was a good one for sure. We're talking with Kendall Diggs, thanks to Stephen Elmore, Shelter Insurance. What's it like hitting in that ballpark? Because it is big, and I think you hit one that might have been a home run somewhere else, but, I mean, it's just a big park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Honestly, when you step in the box, it's, it's, it's a surreal feeling. You know, you're looking around. I mean, the whole place is just massive. I mean, it's just huge. You're looking around. It doesn't even feel like, you know, it's real. I mean, it's, dome, it's a dome as well, which is just unbelievable. But, uh, uh, yeah, you know, I think the one you're talking about was, I think it was a 3-2 count against Michigan, their, against their starter. And, you know, he'd been peppering me on the outer half of the plate all day. So, you know, I was, I was trying to catch it a little deeper I didn't want to roll something over and he brought a stinker in on my front hip and it just got in on my hands a little bit uh I mean carried a little bit but it was a couple steps back and ended up being a fly out but uh it, it might have snuck out uh you know at some other parks but um you know but yeah it's in a place like that too you know there's no wind so if you catch a ball true and backspin it, it it's gonna travel so um and yeah I know, I know the offense didn't, for us didn't do that as much as we'd like but um it was it, it was definitely just a good experience for you know everyone to get out there and in, in an atmosphere like that in front of thousands and thousands of people and those playing other very very good programs you know in these very close games uh it was it was a really fun it was a really fun weekend kendall it may look a little different on tv as opposed to what it looks in there but uh for some reason it looked like the lighting it like it was a bit dim in there where it was some darkness or something like what what was it like as far as the lighting not only from the plate but then in in the field 
Yeah, actually, I saw some clips from the from what it would have looked like on TV, and I, I do know what you're talking about. As far as when we were there, it was it was very bright. It was fine. The lighting was um, great. Honestly, I saw the ball really well at the plate. Um, even in the outfield, I mean, at times that the ball went up, those lights are so so bright. When it passed through them, you almost lost the ball a little bit. That was a little tough, but uh, you know we got acclimated with that just from taking a lot of breaths pre game in that Thursday practice. So, uh, but yeah, I, I did see that on the. You know the stream on the Flow Sports. It did look a little a little dim, but once when you were in the place, it was it was very bright. It wasn't a problem at all. We'll blame it on Flow Sports. <laughs> <laughs> Not a true representation of what the stadium looked like. Kendall Diggs with us. He joins us every Monday. Thanks to Stephen Elmore Shelter Insurance. Is today an off day? Yes, yes. Uh, it technically is. Yeah, but I mean, we got uh, dang near the whole team's in, in the building right now, uh, and you know whether. A lot of guys are doing different things. I know there's a group of guys over there swinging it right now. Um, I think around 2.30 we're going to go in and get a, some sort of modified lift in just because, you know, we did just come off a, you know, a weekend series. We also play tomorrow. So we're going to get in there. And then uh, a lot of guys, you know, getting some treatment, make sure the body's doing all right. But, uh, you know, even on the off days, that's the thing. I mean, it's like a family over here. It feels it feels weird on a day to not come in to a facility like this. So uh, we, we got everyone off in the building almost. Um, a team here just doing whether it's doing their own thing or doing something but everyone's in here you know getting some work in well coach van horn ever just lock the doors and say no it is a not off day stay out <laughs> um i i don't know if you go as far as locking the doors but there i i just do maybe later in the season you know there's sometimes um man i'm trying to think you know maybe that last series of conference play then you roll into hoover then you come back and he's like guys you know like Take a break. Your bodies need it. Rest up. We got the most important part of the season coming up, uh, so he'll emphasize it at times. But uh, you know, he, you know, everyone works different too. You know, there's guys that are in there taking 100 swings every single day, and then there's guys you know that are on the other half that don't do that just simply because they know their body's limitations or that that's just not really how they operate. You know, they're the way they play is they go out there free willingly and they're just swinging, they're just playing, they're not thinking and. Uh, I think he understands that a lot, and he kind of lets guys figure out what works for them. And you know, um, and that's a lot. Of, he has a lot of respect for us, and we have a lot of respect for him for that as well. So it, it all it all works itself out. What position? What part of your body are you trying to to get stronger when you hit the weight room? What are you working on? Uh, a lot in season. So we're really we're really only hitting two ish lifts right now in season. And uh, the first one, uh, like today, I think we'll we'll be doing like a, a deadlift type of lift, and then. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of other smaller exercises that I'd say you know in the block that we're hitting right now. So whether it's a, some type of row, a lot of and then part of it, a lot of it is mobility as well. But that main lift's like a deadlift, mm-hmm. and then we'll have an upper body day, which is benching, and it's not nothing crazy heavy in season uh, for both these lifts. But uh, and then the other other couple blocks of the lift is like I said, mobility. Um, Keeping the back strong as well is big for us hitters. You know, just keeping those muscles intact um, for us, and that's something that you know Hunter Bell, our strength coach, does an amazing job. Uh, ever since he's got here, he's just strengthened my body to where it can you know compensate the workload that I'm putting on myself, and like we all are. Uh, and a lot of it's just you know injury precaution stuff. You know, um, I. In high school, you know, I you know, had some just nagging injuries, stuff that I, I could play through, but it was just more, you know, annoying. I feel like I couldn't perform to my, to my highest level. And Hunter came in here and uh, just strengthened my body and formed. Maybe you're not be able to see with your own eyes, but from a, my body standpoint, I can just feel it. You know, I just feel a lot better and just strengthening that part of my body to keep it healthy, you know, throughout these long seasons. So uh, that's another big part of it. And, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we usually mix in a mobility day, too, um, between those two lifts as well. So, Well, have a great workout, and have a good week. Hey, I appreciate that. All right, we'll talk to you next Monday. Sounds good. Y'all have a good one. Thanks, Kendall. Kendall Diggs joining yeah. us. Thanks to Stephen Elmore, Shelter Insurance. Grambling tomorrow, then Murray State over the weekend. So four games this week. Just like, just like going back to the week before where you played a four-game series, mm-hmm. but now you split that up a bit, and uh, you're going to play four games. And you get the bats going. Uh, otherwise, I feel good, really good about this. That and the defense, making too many errors. I know it's early, uh, but you're playing on artificial turf, whatever that grass was. Too many errors. 
throwing errors, just mental mistakes. Gotta and fix and that. better competition. You have yeah. to factor that in. Yep. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap up our number one. We can take some phone calls, 661-1037. We've got some feedback over here on the Southern Structural Solutions text line. We'll hit that when we come back. Stick around. Just getting started. It's Out of Bounds. For over 30 years, Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse on 65th and University has been Arkansas's truck accessory headquarters and the only stop for all your truck parts and accessories. If it goes on a truck, Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse has it, like step bars, bed covers, toolboxes, and ladder racks, as well as gooseneck, fifth wheel hitches, and drop hitches. All this and more can be found at Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse, a WeatherTech Diamond dealer, 501-568-0040, or online at ArkansasTruck.com. And ask about the all-new RSI SmartCap. Hi, this is Scott Trout of Cordell & Cordell. If you're a dad who is facing divorce, there are extra layers of stress that may include stereotypes and assumptions. No two situations are the same. Our legal experience and dedication prepare us for whatever legal challenges we face together. You need a partner you can count on. For more than 30 years, Cordell & Cordell has represented men in divorce. Office in Midtown Little Rock, 415 North McKinley Street, Suite 310, Little Rock, Arkansas, 72205. Gianna Missouri, licensed in Arkansas. CordellCordell.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. You've heard about the thousands of patients finally getting relief from chronic joint pain thanks to QC Kinetics non-invasive treatments. And here's one who was determined to avoid surgery. Meet Vicki. The orthopedic surgeon said, well, you're going to need knee replacement sooner rather than later. I kept hearing commercials about QC Kinetics and thought, well, I'm going to check them out first. QC Kinetics has treated over 20,000 patients like Vicki around the country. People who were told they needed surgery but chose a more natural, less invasive approach that uses regenerative treatment to help heal and restore painful joints with no downtime. If QC Kinetics had not been what I expected, I would have gone through with the surgery, but I got so much relief and now pretty much pain-free that I don't have to have the surgery. Before going under the knife, you need to check out QC Kinetics. The consultation is free. Call today. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. This is a test of the emergency alert system. This is only a test. Sasa free checking account at Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. Earn up to 6% on your checking account for doing the things you already do, like using your debit card and have direct deposit. Plus, you can use any ATM anywhere and have your ATM fees waived. So apply today for your Casasa checking account and earn up to 6% at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union, serving Saline, Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties. want to thank all the folks who stopped by on a Loaded Monday show. Roger, Baz, and Justin are back in studio on Tuesday. John Daly debuts. Caleb Battle talks about his 42-point game. And Rick Schaefer sheds some light on the historical significance of KB's performance, as well as Hagen Smith's performance over the weekend and a preview of Arkansas versus Vanderbilt basketball. It's all coming up on Tuesday, 6 to 10 a.m. right here on 103.7 The Buzz. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. Out of Bounds with Wes Moore and Joe Franklin on 1037 The Buzz. Weekend Recap. Brought to you by 
Fleet Management Services, serving Central Arkansas for over 20 years. They're your small to mid-sized specialist. When you need someone to service your fleet and get your employees back on the road quick, call 501-375-3672. Over on the Southern Structural Solutions text line, Preston in Texarkana says... Can the can the Buzz go ahead and sign a future contract with Kendall for whenever his baseball season and baseball career is done? Yeah, let, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, he's in line for it for sure. Yeah, he's a lot of fun. Uh, from the 501, Oklahoma State freshman Charlie Carter that hit the double for Oklahoma State in the 14th inning is a Little Rock boy from Little Rock Christian. Yeah, yep, he is a freshman there. I don't think it was a score to double. Actually, that was uh, he's the one who hit to the third baseman, made the error, and uh, Charlie ended up on second base, but he didn't get credit for a double. He actually, didn't get credit for anything because it's an 0 for, 0 for 1 on an error by the third baseman. You're supposed to be out. But he made contact, made an error, and had runners on second and third, one out, and then they do the suicide squeeze with two strikes. I mean, that's all in right there. Think about it. If he misses it, out two, tag the runner, because the ball's not in play, out three. They, they go all in right there, and they executed it absolutely perfectly. And in a game like that, it's what it boiled down to, someone finally making a play, and Oklahoma State made that play. That's why you go for it. At the end of a long game like that, you go for the win. LC says, Wes, honor, going back to the uh, Missouri guard, honor is Jimmy Kimmel's little buddy from the Kimmel Show. Looks just like him. Short, stocky little dude. Looks like he should be doing anything else but slinging threes. <laughs> he can sling it, man. That guy's a sniper. He is. He's fun to watch. Let's go to uh, Brent. He's in uh, Searcy. Brent, welcome in to Out of Bounds. What's up? Oh, not much. How, how, how are you, Wes and Joe? Uh, I'm having a marvelous Monday. Thank you. Appreciate it. Doing good. Um, I was... I'll tell you what, if our bats can come around and we can find a third baseman that can field the ball, we're gonna be we're gonna have a great baseball season. Yeah, Brent, I was thinking about that. Um unfortunate thing, the third baseman that's making all the errors is also one of their better hitters right now. Sprague Lott. He's been he and Kendall have been the two most consistent hitters, so you can't really take him out of the lineup unless you just DH him. When Peyton Stovall comes back, they'll be able to move Peyton Holt back to third base. That would shore up the defense. But right now, they got to put Sprague Lotz back in the lineup. I think he had the maybe I'll add it up. I think he may have had the most hits over the weekend, but he also had the most errors. Yeah, you have to balance it out. You have to let me know how much time we got. None. Yeah, we're good. Hour number two is next. Morning Mayhem heads back to Fletcher Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Sherwood Thursday to check in with their old buddy, Frank Fletcher. Stop in or shop online at FletcherDeals.com. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch. Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has gymnastics. Oh, did I turn on the crock pot this morning? (laughs) With a never-ending to-do list.